tune in to WCBN's coverage of Michigan versus at Northwestern, 4.30 Eastern time on 88. Well, that won't be on the air, but go to WCBNsports.org to find that one. Don't forget to tune in tomorrow night at 7, Michigan Volleyball versus Rutgers. And that will be on 88.3. Yes, it will. Yeah, thank you, uh, Nick. You'll be calling that for reminding us. Yep, with uh, Austin Falco and Ian Lemersall. So, as always, we wish you a good day and a go blue. Pandora's box is a box of chocolates Would I know To stay away oh, I said Pandora's box is a box of chocolates Would I eat Them anyway Cause Every time I have half a mind To leave you babe That means I have half a mind To stay it's Pandora's Lunchbox and WCBN FM Ann Arbor. Good evening, this is Mike, and Pandora's Lunchbox is a show about food and culture every Thursday evening at 6.30. It's good to be here, good to talk to you. It's been a while since I've had a chance to do a live show, so thank you to Arwolf for doing the show last week and for talking about the origins of Tabasco sauce, because today we're going to talk some about some very, very hot stuff as well. And thank you to Shane for doing this show a couple of weeks ago, doing the possibly the hardest Pandora's Lunchbox in history. Now, what now? I think I'll play some music. What do you think? Oh, I'll, let me just tell you, I, I recently went to see my folks in Omaha. Across the border is Council Bluffs, Iowa, and I found some stuff I'm going to share with, me, with you music-wise and book-wise. I found a book called The Box Elder Bug Variations. A Meditation on an Idea in Language and Music by Bill Holm, produced on Milkweed Editions in 1985, produced by Milkweed, the Milkweed Chronicle of Minneapolis. So the box elder bug variations. But now some music, as, as I was saying, we're going to talk about some hot stuff. Here's Robert Johnson, the Red Hot. I'm gonna upset your bad 
back on, put your kidneys to sleep. I do the break when you don't live them down, you're hard to beat by now. I'm the mother's going to be hard. Yes, she got on the sail, I mean. Yes, she got on the sail, yeah. go from there anyway. That is Robert Johnson and their Red Hot. Yes, indeed, the great Robert Johnson. This is Pandora's Lunchbox. And the reason I'm playing that song is because the People's Food Co-op is going to have a chili cook-off on September 29th from 11 a.m. to 4 p.m. When's that September 29th? That is in two days. That is Saturday, September 29th from 11 a.m. to 4 p.m. There will be a chili cook-off Enter your best bowl of chili for your chances to win bragging rights and some other stuff, says right here on the flyer. It doesn't say other stuff, but it's more specific. Meanwhile, there will be a can drive and donation opportunity to give to food gatherers at the very same event at the People's Food Co-op on 4th Street. Food Gatherers, the food rescue organization for Washtenaw County. There will also be a member appreciation day, whatever that might mean, but you can always look up People's Food Co-op and find out what that means. But back to the chili cook-off and songs about hot things. We're going to actually talk about some hot things in just a moment. Actually, why don't we just start out hot things right now? Here we go. Let's talk about the Carolina Reaper, shall we? Sounds grim. Get it? <laughs> Sorry. But in fact, the Carolina Reaper is a hot pepper. It's bred in a Rock Hill, South Carolina greenhouse by Smokin' Ed Curry. According to Wikipedia, he's the proprietor of the Pucker Butt Pepper Company in Fort Mill. The Carolina Reaper was certified as the world's hottest chili pepper by the Guinness World Records book since August 7th, 2013. The official Guinness World Record heat level was 1.5 million Scoville heat units, according to tests conducted by Winthrop University in South Carolina. The figure is an average for the tested batch. The hottest individual pepper was measured at 2.2 million Scoville heat units. Suffice to say, that's pretty hot. He has since created Pepper X, which he claims is twice as hot, but Guinness has not confirmed that. Here, nonetheless, are the Flying Burrito Brothers and Hot Burrito Number 1, which has nothing to do with burritos or food, but that's the title.
That's Hot Burrito Number 1 by the, I want to say the Red Hot Chili Peppers, but no, the Flying Burrito Brothers. It's Pandora's Lunchbox. It's 20 to 7. This is WCBN. Our Wolf and Face, the music coming up at 7. Today, it's all songs about numbered street addresses. Wait, oh, numbered streets, right? 
Well, I'm initiating and inaugurating a five-week series, um, and that's under the rubric of Hitting the Streets. So all of the song titles will have something to do with streets. But uh, as I was explaining to you a moment ago, Mike, you've heard of paint by number. Well, tonight it's streets by number. So these are all, you know, the 31st Street blues and, oh, yeah. and things like that. So uh, starting with Jelly Roll Morton. Very nice. Coming up at 7 on WCBN, also WCBN.org at the same time. Now, I can't get off this heat stuff. I got to tell you about chili grenades. <laughs> I saw a chili grenade on Wikipedia. I don't know how I ran across it, but it's a type of non-lethal weapon being investigated for use by the Indian Armed Forces, as one might expect. What? The grenades use one of the world's spiciest chili pepper species in weaponized form, says Wikipedia. The weapon emits a powerful skin and eye irritant, as well as a pungent smell that causes enemies to leave their corner or become physically overcome by the grenade's load. The weapon would be similar to tear gas, it says here. The pepper being used is the thumb-sized boot jolokia, or ghost chili, which had previously been recognized by the Guinness Book of World Records as the hottest pepper in the world, but was later superseded by two other pepper cultivars, one of which you will be familiar with, as I mentioned 15 minutes ago, the Carolina Reaper and the Trinidad Moruga Scorpion. These are all vegetables. Scorpion is a vegetable, so know that when you're preparing your dietary needs and if you're going vegan. What? So, moving right along, I was in Iowa and Nebraska recently, and I want to play something that I found there. This is a recording from the whimsical world of Irving Taylor, songs written and arranged by Irving Taylor, sung by different folks. This one is called In a Cafeteria with You. This is from 1959. <laughs> That was the shortest song in history. Here's another one called In a Cafeteria with You by Irving Taylor. I hide a shy little grin 
but you'll see the words I love you when I wipe the gravy off my chin. Our little secret will be out when the diners hear me proudly shout. Make it just one check instead of two in the cafeteria with you. Hear me proudly shout Make it just one check instead of two In the cafeteria With you You Only you Thank you, Irving Taylor. Irving Taylor, the arranger and the writer, vocalized by other folks in the very tiny print on the album, which I can't from here, but that's okay. This is Pandora's Lunchbox. I found that record in Iowa. I found this in Omaha. This is a book called Box Elder Bug Variations, a meditation on an idea in language and music by Bill Holm. I'm going to read a poem called... Wait, wait, wait. That's not it. That's not the title either. Nuclear physicists use astounding comparisons to make clear the nature of infinite numbers. Are you ready, Arbolf? Okay. An adult male Norwegian weighs as much as two and a half billion box elder bugs. Is it any surprise that there are more box elder bugs than Norwegians? Imagine a planet in which Norwegians crawled up and down your kitchen walls by the thousands, hid under the warm coffee pot, fell like discolored noodles out of the noodle bags where they slept. After the blizzard started, you would find Norwegians dried inside light fixtures... Norwegians clogging up the vacuum cleaner. Norwegians floating in cups of lukewarm coffee. That was Bill Holm. I think we're going to have to hear more of that soon, very soon. Thank you, Bill Holm. And, yeah, so a couple of actual food events coming up. I mentioned the Chili Kukuki Chili Cook-Off this Saturday at the People's Food Cookie Co-op. Also coming up, we've got a couple of Oktoberfest events just before October. I'm not sure how that works. I think it's the uh, international dateline where it's October somewhere else. Tomorrow is the Oktoberfest block party at Ar- Arbor Brewing Company in front of Arbor Brewing Company on the street from 5 p.m. to 11 p.m., including traditional German music, pop and bluegrass, and I believe beer and food and stuff. So it's Tomorrow, Friday, from 5 to 11, and again Saturday from 3 to 11 p.m., free admission. There will also be an Oktoberfest in downtown Celine, Friday and Saturday. Traditional Oktoberfest celebration in downtown Celine. Saturday program includes wiener dog races. This is all very important, and you can find out more on the Celine event at wcbn.org slash events. There is a link to more info on our events information page. Also mentioning we are transitioning into fall, as you may have noticed. The last of the year of the food truck rallies at the Ann Arbor's Farmer's Market, Ann Arbor's Farmer's Markets, 
is coming up Wednesday, October 3rd. There have been food truck rallies May, June, July, August, September. The last one of the year is on October 3rd, is on October 3rd from 5 to 8 p.m. That is right in Carytown right there. Now, speaking of things I found in Omaha and speaking of Detroit connections and all that, I found this album, as you can see here, by Soupy Sales. Soupy Sales and Spy with a Pie. It's a whole story about Soupy Sales fighting the bad guys called Inc., International Network of Kooks, and their leader, The Squid. Perhaps I'll play the whole album someday, but here in the meantime is Soupy Sales and Pie Face. I call my baby pretty little pie face I love to hold her pie face next to my face The huckleberries that you find in huckleberry pies Glisten like the love light in my pretty little baby's eyes Her skin is smooth and so banana creamy Her cherry lips just leave this fella dreamy But I just got a kiss My pretty little pie face Miss oh yeah My pretty little pie face That I hold next to my face My pretty little pie face Miss next to my face The huckleberries that you find in huckleberry pies Glisten like the love light in my pretty little baby's eyes Her skin is smooth and so banana creamy Her cherry lips just leave this fella dreamy It means a million calories But I just got a kiss My pretty little pie face, miss, oh yeah. My pretty little pie face that I hold next to my face. My pretty little pie face, miss. My pretty little pie face, miss. There it is, Pie Face by Soupy Sales from his album Spy with a Pie. And this album also includes songs like Pie in the Sky, Dressing Room Menagerie, Soupy of the Secret Service, and Vi You Spy Ink on Me. Yes, indeed. I have to play this all the way through sometime. It may not 
maybe more than a half hour, but I may have to just play it really fast. So that is Soupy Sales. The guy can croon, huh? What a guy. Now, this is important to know that Soupy Sales, as you may know, if you don't know now, you're about to know that Soupy Sales used to throw pies and get pies in his face quite a lot. Kind of a shtick, you know what I'm saying? The thing is that Soupy Sales, if you look on Wikipedia, you'll find a list of people who have been pied. It's an extensive list. It includes the mention of Soupy Sales being pied by Mo Howard of the Three Stooges during an episode of the Mike Douglas Show. This is true. He also got pied on WXYZ TV in Detroit, KABC TV studio in Los Angeles, WNEW in New York, KTLA in Los Angeles, and KYW TV in Philadelphia. So he was an transcontinental pie-in-the-face kind of a guy. Who else has been pied? Well, there's a, there's a really extensive list, I'm telling you, at Wikipedia. Roscoe, also known as Fatty Arbuckle, was pied in 1913. I think we need to commemorate that. How many years ago was that? That would have been, I guess, uh, 105 years ago. In the short film A Noise from the Deep, this was regarded as the first pie-in-the-face ever recorded on film. He was pied by Mabel Normand. There have also been, of course, political pies in the face, including, uh, well, this isn't one of Lucille Ball. This is not a political one. During an episode of I Love Lucy called The Ballet, another one called appropriately The Diner, Lucille Ball got a pie in the face. This might have been political. William F. Buckley Jr., the conservative political commentator, got a pie in the face at New York University from a guy named Aaron Kay. You understand now that you're going to have to stop what you're doing and read all about the list of people who have had pies in the face. Oh, look, Sammy Davis Jr. got a pie in the face on the Soupy Sales show from Frank Nastasi, Soupy Sales, and Frank Sinatra. Entertainment isn't what it used to be, is it? No, not exactly, huh? Well, this is still Pandora's Lunchbox. Thank you for listening to Pandora's Lunchbox. I also want to mention, we're going to talk about this again pretty soon, the jam and pickle contests are coming up at the downtown Home and Garden in Ann Arbor. October 6th is going to be the 20th annual jam contest. October 13th is going to be the 10th annual pickle contest. And you, you just need to get excited about stuffing your face with all kinds of food this time of year. We're going to have to really stock up and get get big as the winter approaches. But we won't mention that word right now. But nevertheless, as winter approaches. I've been Mike for a while. This has been Pandora's Lunchbox. Thank you for listening. Keep listening for Oliver Alrolf and Face the Music. Listen to WCBN FM Ann Arbor and WCBN.org. And we're going to do one more cut here from the album by this fellow, that, this album I found in Iowa called The Whimsical World of Early Irving Taylor. This is a song called... It's from the same side as the In a Cafeteria with You side that we heard earlier. This is called Domestic Wine. goes like this. This is WCBN-FM Ann Arbor. Look out for it. I never yearned for faraway places To distant lands I never longed to roam When I want to see strange-looking faces I can see 
When I say I don't care that For anything exotic Domestic Wine And your heart pressed to Must be you or Muscatel Weaves a wonderful spell Just the sight of that label And I'm a mink trimmed with sable Beaujolais Leaves me bored and blase The song of surrender you sing won't be encored, but deep within, something under my skin cries out to you when we share Monashevitz's concord. Domestic wine Makes my soul feel divine For a vintage domestic Can make a peasant majestic Something splendid and fine Is exclusively mine Mike, that was thrilling. In fact, this past half hour has just been the uh, exactly what I feel we all needed at this point during this week while we're all struggling to find the weekend. The weekend, as I appear to be seeing it from my vantage point, is just ahead, a little bit around the bend. And at the risk of getting the bends, I'm going to play some old records for you now. On the Face the Music program on WCBN-FM Ann Arbor. We're inaugurating a five-week series of programs under the rubric of hitting the streets. So everything's going to be about streets. There's an enormous amount of material in the 1920s, 30s, and 40s that's inspired by or referenced in one way or another streets. And I thought it would be interesting to confine it to streets by number, sort of like paint by number. But these are all pieces of music. For example, this recording made in Chicago in 1924 by Jelly Roll Morton. P. 
pieces of music that specifically reference uh, streets that have numbers attached to them. This is the 35th Street Blues. Jelly Roll Morton, face the music. (laughs) 